In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's the Q-Dog on the couch, the remix. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast. Uh, keep the laugh. Welcome to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is me, the cute dog in the house with... Coach Rita. And Ashley is in the studio. Yes, this is fantastic. I'm burying my soul in front of the crowd. So, Coach, uh, no real ne- uh, recap necessary uh, from the last episode, but I'll do it even though it's not necessary. We've been talking about... We started coaching me. Yes. The best thing to do is just go back to the next, the episode before this, and you could listen in on Quincy's inner dialogue that has been going on with him since the beginning of the year. And it's just coming to a point to try to see how can he look at this a little bit different. Absolutely. How can you redefine this? How can you get a different perspective on it? I think the things that you shared in the last episode, I think you're speaking to so many people out there, Wayne family and your, um, and your work, you know, it's, it's, that's a, a lot of people juggle that. And I think a lot of men jungle, jungle, juggle that, you know, um, and just having a, a, interesting conversation with you and just throwing questions at you, um, to just make you think, um, where we ended last time is, is me asking you about help and, or someone mentoring you, or you gaining knowledge, gaining wisdom from other people within your company to come alongside and help you. So, this would be my question to you. You're smiling, Coach Rita. You, you're, you're up to something right now. <laughs> just, I just uh, want you to think about this. Okay. What does it look like to you? Okay. That's famous for this. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to you to ask for help? What does that mean to you? What does that look like? For Quincy... Roll Tide Q-Dog to ask for help. Um, uh, it's, I'll, I'll say this even though I don't fully mean it in every situation because I do ask for help. But I don't know. The first thing that's bubbling up is the, is the F word. Because you have to ask for it? It's like... It feels like failure, but I know better. Mm-hmm. Um, the hardest thing is in in my situation is making the time to stop and ask for help. Right. Because the current is so strong. Mm-hmm. If I ask my leadership for help, I guarantee, like even for my surgery when I go out, they said, look, we'll be there for you. We'll go up there. We'll be there for the team. We'll stand in the gap for you while you're gone. Right. You know, and I get, I just get so concerned 
with, you know, sometimes so concerned with asking people for help because they have their own world going on. Right. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be a burden to them. Mm -hmm. I just want to know how I can help them. And maybe that's to a fault as well. Um, but the most difficult thing about asking for help now is just taking the time to do it because of our unique situation at my location. Right. Being so far away. And right. I have asked for help at times, and there are times when people can and times when people can't. Um, but in this particular situation... I just maybe didn't stop or maybe haven't stopped enough because I'm, I feel like I'm okay at coaching myself through this to mm -hmm. say, you know, to remind myself, this isn't forever. It's for now. Take what you can learn from it. It's going to be a great story someday and just keep your nose to the grindstone and keep grinding because you're going to get there. To the detriment of you and your family? To the detriment of me and my life to the detriment of me and the time with my family. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and all in, in full circle. You right. Know? Um, I don't know what to say next. It's just a thought. It's just a, it's just a question. I need to write that question down. What specifically was it? What does asking hmm, help look like to you? For help. Well, you just told me it's the F word, so. Like <laughs> for you. That's the first thing that came to mind. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I have a problem asking for help, but maybe I feel like it's nobody else's problem, but mine, because it's my, it's my location, and it's what I signed up for. But it's the company. Your name isn't on the company. I think that's partially true. Mm -hmm. And I think it's partially true because when my, when my people go for help or look for help or... I'm the face of the company right. for my people. You are. And that is what I believe that any good leader should be, is mm -hmm. the face of the company. Yes. Um, but I need to look at, I, <clears throat> gosh, I feel like I'm choking right now. Um, but I don't want to just say what I think is right. Right. I just got to, I got to process this mentally. I know. And that's why I'm just posing questions to you. If if you say you have an awesome leadership, if you say that these people will be, you know, there for you and, you know, they got your back and they're going to take up, you know, whatever slack need be for situations at hand, why can't you just let them? Why can't you just let them shine if you're the one that has trained them, you're the one that's invested in them, that you're, because that's what a great leader does. 
is invest in their people so when the time and the opportunity comes, they can shine because you've invested in them. Give them the opportunity to rise to the occasion. Give them, give them the, relinquish that control, relinquish that I have to have my hands in it, relinquish that and say, I have faith, I have trusted these people with what I have. And just like what you said, they would represent you well too, because they're the face of you too. Yeah. And, and when I was talking about, um, great leadership, I was talking about, oh, right. You know, right. So let them be great. I agree. And I, and I, I can see right now where, you know, and not so, uncertain terms I've kind of brought it on myself because um when they call and ask how I'm doing I'm doing great because I am doing great um but I need to be a little more vulnerable to say I'm great but I need some help however this is what's going on and I and I'm you know needing some wisdom with this this is you know a little bit more challenging than what I thought I've done this this and this can you, can you, um, you know, give me some feedback, give me some input. You've been doing this for a while. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's just, I guess what I'm trying to tell you is, is look at it in a different perspective than the light in which you're looking at. Okay. Cause it isn't just, it isn't just your thing. Like you've personalized this, like this is me and I'm the one and I have to take care of that. And a lot of times as leaders, we fall into that trap because we want to be um, that we can handle everything no matter what's thrown our way and we're not going to waver. We're just going to, like you said, just put your nose to the grindstone and just keep going. But when your family starts paying the price for that and whether you start paying the price for it physically mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then I think you need to, you know, just kind of take a breath and, and let's get some perspective on some things. Yeah. You've already said, you know, you let those boundaries go right out the window. So you're the only one that can set them. You're, you teach people how to treat you. You teach people where their boundaries are. So in essence, you really can't blame anybody but yourself. Yeah. Because, because, because you're the one that puts yourself there without saying, Okay, I, sh- I shouldn't have let that happen like that. I shouldn't have let happen. You know, I understand things are going to happen. That Customers are going to come in. Clients are going to come in. Things are going to happen. I get that. And that's, you know, when grace supersedes in, in those kind of circumstances. Um, a lot of it we can't control. A mm-hmm. lot of it that just, you know, like you said, it just comes through your door and you're just like, okay, what do I do with this? Yeah. Um, it's really, it's really setting those boundaries. It's really you finding someone to release this information of what it is that you're going through on a day to day basis without any judgment, without any, anything, because I think everybody needs a voice of reason. True. Everybody needs 
you know, that, that person that they can confide in and, and they know, and you know, it's only going to stay here. And, and that person knows that this is what they're here for you for this reason. Um, you got to find that person. Yeah. And I, and I do agree. Um, I do agree that I have to, that I'm the one that's responsible for the boundaries. It kind of, it, what it feels like happened was simply, um, the deluge of water came in so fast that I didn't even have a chance to start swimming. Right. And now as the water level kind of lowers itself, it's like, you know, you're rolling in the sand Mm -hmm. and you got to catch, you got to get your bearings together. Right. Um, because I do, I'm, I do, um, feel like I empower my people around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when all those people left, well, yeah, there's nobody to empower. <laughs> so, you know, it's now it's about empowering the new people. Right. That's why I say it's not a forever situation. It's correct. It's a for now, but still, and that's why I like today, you know, when you're saying, Oh, you got off early. Um, it's actually a normal time for people. Uh, it's not normal for me, right? But that what that's what I have begun to do was say, it's time for boundaries, mm-hmm. and I've been I've been pretty darn good at keeping those promises to myself about how to put the boundary on work. Because um, I mean, this is the pinnacle of where I wanted to go and right. what I wanted exactly. To do. This is what you want it. And I love what I'm doing uh-huh. because I love to engage and lead and mentor people. That should be like the forefront of your mind. And I believe that it is. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't want to come across as a complainer right now. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Not at <clears throat> all. I don't want to come across as somebody that's. Not at all. That uh, is dissatisfied in their job because I'm not. I'm. I'm where I want to be. You've had a couple bad moments and you're trying to figure your way through them. Yeah. And I, and I want to put it out there for other people, professionals like myself. Um, and I also don't want to pretend that I'm absolutely bulletproof, (laughs) you know, just because I have a podcast doesn't mean I don't have problems. Right. You know, because life happens life, you know, just what you're saying, what you shared in the other episode. I know sometimes this sounds so insensitive, you know, um, it's life. And I think so many times that we've never been given like tools or um, strategies or like coping mechanisms. Well, there's drug and alcohol and whatever, but (laughs) that's not my thing, but you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, it's, it's, we've, we've done a disservice to prepare, um, generations in how to do life. And when things don't go the way that people think that they should go, no one knows how to deal. Like people don't know how to deal. Um, because this didn't turn out or, or, you know, something happened here and it didn't turn out the way that, that I thought it was going to turn out that we don't know how to maneuver ourselves through disappointment. 
we usually stay there and we don't know how to work ourselves through it. Um, we don't, we don't have those tools or the information or, um, to navigate ourselves through it. So a lot of us are stuck in being frustrated, overwhelmed, depressed, um, anxiety. And I don't want to say that these aren't real feelings because they really are sure. true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people, you know, you really do go through these things in life. Um, but it's teaching yourself, how do I maneuver myself through these circumstances that, that it is life? How, how do I, without sounding like I'm complaining, without sounding, you know, like I'm being a baby, because I think that's empowering yourself when you give voice to it and say, this is the situation that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you reach out to those people that have the wisdom and, and have walked, you know, have walked your journey before you and can, can come back and help you and give you insight and give you wisdom but if we feel like we have to take this whole lump of thing of life all on ourselves and we never ask for help outside of ourselves, then it's like you get what you get. And you don't throw a fit. Yeah. That's our house saying. <laughs> uh, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. I can, I can see, you know, really... Um, I can I can see where you know I, you know when it came to autism I made a, a conscious decision to be more vulnerable, mm-hmm. so I could help people, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that people knew that you know and I and I even I've even said this you know out loud when I've been speaking it's like okay, be more vulnerable. Well, I don't want people to th- you know to feel sorry for me. I don't want their pity. I don't you know I don't want those things. But it's like you know what, you're actually. A, a bit more relatable and approachable if you're vulnerable. So I decided, made that conscious decision to be more open about how difficult autism can be. Yes. And, and you know, I simply need to employ that same strategy with where, you know, I am in asking for help um, or where I am, you know, finding a confidant within my, you know, circle. Circle of, of, uh, fellow leaders mm-hmm. to open up to, um, and know that it's like, I'm not going to burden them. I'm not going to look like I'm any less or like I can't handle the job. Um, cause I do not want to be a complainer. Right. I'm not, things are too good. Even as, as difficult as, as there are, I, I try to shape my perspective to say that, you know, things are hard, but they're not terrible. Right. You know, but I could, really benefit from kind of reaching out to my fellow managers mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of, you know, offloading some of these things um, instead of just taking it, taking it, you know, um, it's pretty difficult at this moment to make the time to do that because like I told you, <laughs> that's, that's the reality. No, I get it of my situation Mm -hmm. um it's getting better it's getting a a lot better Mm -hmm. there's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel now so i'm on i feel like i'm on the other side of that um 
but I need to do more of this and maybe it you know maybe it'll help and encourage the other guys to do the same so that we can be a better support system for each other and maybe the other guys do it I try not to get involved in right you know I and I do call and ask in certain situations or have in the past mm -hmm. uh, when things weren't at such a fever pitch of what's going right on, you know? right but I do need to I do need to re redefine a support structure for me um, in my career and you know, just find a way to kind of get those things out there and strategize. And I, and I believe, like, I, I do believe people in very um, influential, very high positions, um, I believe they probably do have a mentor. I believe they probably do have someone that they confide to. Um, you know, just because the higher up you are doesn't mean the less problems that you have. No. They're just bigger problems. <laughs> Yeah, there's more opportunity <laughs> right. for problems. You, you know? know, so I, I, you know, I'm almost certain that um, you need that. You need that in life. Mm -hmm. um, whether, you know, whether it could be your wife, it could be um, whoever you choose it to be, you know, it's, it's, it's wherever it is that you're at. And I do talk to Jeannie about these things, you know. But probably better would be somebody that is a bit more relatable to that situation mm -hmm. or that's working, you know, not I'll never stop talking to my wife about it. She's my oh, best friend. Oh, absolutely. Right. But right. somebody who's in the fire that's very trustworthy, mm -hmm. like you say, that I can just share, like, you know, the no right. judgment zone. Like, man, that guy is always pissing and moaning every time I talk to him. I'm not that guy. Right. Um, and I think you would find somebody that would know that and know that the reasons and the motives behind it. Yeah. You set that. You're the one that sets the tone to that. Mm -hmm. And you cannot try and figure people out as to how they're going to read you. I mean, you're the one that's going to set it. You're the one that's going to say, this is this is what it is that. I'm doing this is why it is that I'm doing it. Um, you know, I respect you. I, I see something in you. Y you set that. Yeah. And then it's being able to trust that what right. you say, I can guarantee um, if somebody's sharing something with me and it's not supposed to go anywhere, that it won't go anywhere. Exactly. And I want, I guess I have to give people that opportunity to do the same for me. Exactly. Um, and kind of open that up. So that's something that I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. um, especially since the storm is there, but it's calming. Right. Did you have, this is the great time to start setting those things into yeah. action because you have the opportunity before the next storm comes because the storms do come. They do. And you, you're just going to set yourself in place and, and, I would just really challenge you to be very, very aware of what you're projecting out to the people as far as your busyness. Cause I totally get that. I totally understand that you and I have that same personality, man. We can think on our feet and we can do like a million things at once. However, the people around us see that and they always, you hear, like I hear people, well, I don't want to bother you. You're so busy. 
um, I don't want to take your time up. You have yeah. too much on your plate. It's like, wow, that's, that's what I'm representing to them because that's the furthest of how I want people to, to know me as I want people to know that when they're in my presence, they have my undivided attention. Yeah. They're unconditionally accepted and loved. Um, but if I'm not projecting that and, and I'm just projecting, you know, I'm just busy. I don't have time for nothing. Um, you know, that's a sobering reality of take a step back and ask myself, what is it that I want to put out there? What is it that I'm putting out there and make those adjustments so that when people are in my presence, they know that they have my undivided attention. And when they walk away, they know they heard what I, or she heard what I said, or he heard what I said. Yeah. And that, and for me, that's much easier to do when I'm able to work in my office Mm -hmm. and people can come to me or I go to where they are right out in the front where all the business takes place it can be impossible. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, communicating with your people to say, Hey, if you see this situation, you know, (laughs) I don't see you, but if you see me get my attention and say, when you're done, right. You know, and then I can come to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've talked through that, you know, me and, and a part of my leadership at the branch, we just had a really hard talk about it. Right. You know, and I had to take that head on and there were situ there was conversation in there that I was absolutely guilty of. Mm-hmm. Some that I wasn't, but I didn't need to defend that. Right. It was like I just want to do better. So how do we do it? Mm-hmm. It's just like a conversation you have at home. It's no different, you know. Exactly. A relationship is a relationship. Exactly. So we met. We met in the middle, mm-hmm. and said, "Look, this is how we're going to do it," and we've been doing that. Right. And it's gotten loads better. Um, and so I know that whatever strategy I walk away with from Mm -hmm. here, Mm -hmm. it's just going to make things better. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna employ that, you know, and and here's the things that I kind of, I kind of wrote down, um, who are you asking for help? (laughs) Besides yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and that's, that's the thing, like I, like the way that I'm structured, I try to coach myself through these situations, mm-hmm. but I should, you know, I should employ somebody, a willing party to help coach me through some of these situations or at least to bounce something off of. Exactly. You know, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. I have to do that and not stop it just when ev- when my full team is in place. Right. Not stop that, but continue it. Mm-hmm. Because it's what I'm, you know, what I'm encouraging everybody that's listening to this exactly. podcast to do. You know? Exactly. And I've kind of, you know, kind of used our podcast as a way to coach me through some things, but there needs to be some, some intentional time mm-hmm. to do that. So it's like, and then, uh, what is asking for help look like for you? So right now I need to challenge myself when it's like, should I ask for help? Should I not? What should I do? Um, I just got to go with what, what does that look like? What's the harm? What's the foul? And if the first thing that pops up is failure, right. Then I have the wrong perspective because there's nobody at my branch or outside of my branch um, or in my leadership or wherever that if they said, I need help, 
I you would be the be first there. one. I would drop what I'm doing exactly. to help them. So I have to take that approach and give other people the opportunity exactly. to be a part of what I'm doing mm-hmm. and not feel like I'm going to burden them. You know, I don't want my leadership to feel like, oh my gosh, this guy's asking for help. <laughs> but why would they? They've been in the same position right. that I have. So what am I coming up with in my head that's preventing me from exactly. leaning on the people that I need to lean on that we're supposed to be a family? A team. It's a brotherhood, right. you know. It's a family. is perfect. <clears throat> so I have got to do that immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got a. I've already drawn those boundaries as far as my career and my home life. Mm-hmm. And I discussed them with Jeannie and she agreed. We agreed together that this would work. Right. And for, you know, the last two weeks in the beginning, I failed miserably. It's okay. But I just kept on working on it to try right. again and I'm getting better. I showed up here today. Hey, on time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way, you know, Wherever I am is getting the best of who I am, not the rest of who I am. Right. And there's only so much you can do physically when you put in like 15 hours. There's somewhere in there you got to sleep. You need to be a great father. You need to be a great husband. And there are husbandly responsibilities that need to be carried out, you know, in the evening (laughs) with your wife. (laughs) That if you're... If there's times where you're too ta- tired to do that, you got to check yourself, you know. And yeah, okay. So it's a grown-up podcast. I'm talking about discussions. I'm talking about sex. I'm talking about, you know, connection. You right. know, um, so I'm, I'm finally, you know, coming to that place where I've been able to come up from air and realize, holy cow, what happened, you know. Because that was the hardest thing is, you know that things are right up to here, and when you're in the midst of it, though, you don't, you don't know it until you're on the other side, and then you realize, um, wow, that was that was big. Yeah. But in the midst of it is when you need those people to come alongside of you and just um, ground you. Yeah. Take a minute to ground yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and that that's important, especially with the type of work that you do. It's it's very very important to be grounded. Yeah. That you that you can always go back to this. Like when you know, you know that crap's hitting the fan. Okay, I need to ground myself. I need to take five minutes. I need to, you know, meditate. I need to walk myself through this yeah. and ground yourself, and then go. Um, I know we didn't talk about the family part, so we could probably hit the family part on the next episode. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, my career is just dominating things right now. (laughs) Just dominating it, you know? Right. Such is life. Um, that's on the mend, but yes, we can go through the family things on the next episode. Um, I think that's a fantastic idea. Okay. Then we'll end it right here. All right, so we'll cut it off right there. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're not worried about my, what's what's the word you could use? Why am I so worried about people being worried? Why do you care what people think? 
That's a really good question. It is a good one. Um, Yeah, not going to explain that one away. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have enough time left. That's right. Um, So, hey, reach out to us on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. Um, You know, can I say one thing real quick before we cut this episode? 15 countries, Coach Rita. We are rolling in 15 countries, and it is... That just blows my mind. It's what I expected because I know this podcast world. Uh, but we're in 15 countries, and you know we are just getting so close to our goal. You know, of a thousand downloads. We're just getting close, and we're just getting started. We had yes. the goal, you know, of uh, 52 shows for the first year. Right. And we're working right now on episode 36, 36. or 37. Yeah, episode 37. So we're going to make it. I think so. Even through all the challenges. Right. We're going to make it. Yep. Um, and I just, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking these past few episodes to help work through something. Because um, I do think it's what people need. You are having all kinds of trouble with that microphone stand. I need to get those. Um, I see other, because, you know, I listen to so many different podcasts how they have the the headset and then they have the the boom mic yes so you can look because you, you can look you and talk because i just feel like <laughs> <laughs> i gotta look down the barrel of this microphone <laughs> all right so check us out on facebook at mvsm podcast go there and check us out i mean if you go there and check out facebook um and i'm excited because we've recently had some uh, new people join the party um we did like tips, 31 days of Merry Tipsmas, just things that will help you relationship and personally. Coach Rita's put out things. I've put out videos. Um, we put out posts that help get you engaged and think. Don't be afraid to respond. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. It just helps people. That's what I'm telling myself right now. So email us. Coach at man vs marriage podcast.com. That's coach at man v like victory s like success marriage podcast.com. And until we meet again, out we out. How good do you want your life to be? truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast.